Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we speak to people that have made a difference. We ask them how it gets done because when we share our stories, we help each other succeed. I'm very excited today. We have on the show Lieutenant Gillian Mello. Lieutenant Gillian Mello is the first African woman to navigate a submarine. I'm truly excited to have her on the show today. Gillian, thank you so much for allowing us to talk to you today. Welcome to the show. Did you have a good day today? Um, yes, hello. Um, thank you for having me. Today was a good day. Yes, I woke up really early, um, started off my day in the gym. And mm. um, yeah, it's been a cold day today, <laughs> but I'm happy to be back home now. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been a cold day, but I must say you being a submarine, you used to maybe all kinds of conditions and cold temperatures and, and, and all kinds of things, you know. Um, so, so Gillian, where did it all start? Um, what is your childhood background? Have you always wanted to, to become a Navy? Um, well, my journey basically started when I joined the Sea Cadets in grade seven. The Sea Cadets is a youth organization that um, teaches young people about the Navy and the maritime industry in general. Um, and they their, their purpose is to instill um, leadership skills and discipline. And that's also where I, I learned about um, patriotism. And yeah, so um, by grade nine, um, I, by grade nine, I basically made the decision to join the Navy. And um, that was based on um, just my interaction with the whole maritime environment and the fact that I actually knew people at the time who had joined the Navy. So in grade nine, that was actually the year when um, one of my cousins joined. And um, yeah, it, it seemed like a real good thing to be able to do. I mean, at that point, she left PE for Cape Town and she was alone. And I think that also gave many of us at our base in PE, many of the little secrets also probably saw at that point that this can be done and you can move from being a secret to being in the actual Navy. Thanks, Gillian. And talking about uh, patriotism, you know, I've always wondered, and this is something I've just seen on, on movies, but I do want to ask you about it as a matter of interest. You know, when I watch movies and I see uh, Navy people, they are always patriotic. And I've always wondered, how does that get instilled? I mean, what is it about training to become a Navy that, that gets you to that level of patriotism? I'm very interested in that. If you can just let me know. It's purely out of my personal interest. How, how, <laughs> how does that get done? Um, I think it really just starts with um, basic training. Um, during basic training, which is the first level of training that you do when you when you join the defense force, um, 
we are taught or discipline is instilled by um, drilling and we are placed in in groups which we call um, divisions and these divisions are then run by instructors. The instructors make sure that we follow a strict schedule um, that certain things are done as in in a specific manner. There's a specific ma- manner in which we had to make up our, our beds, um, in which we had to fold our socks even or um, even in the, the manner in which we had to iron our, our uniform. So that whole process of, of basic training, which is usually six months long, uh, puts you through the paces and you you learn how to follow orders. But at the same time, um, we learn about the defense force in general, what it means to be a soldier or a sailor in, in the case of the Navy. Um, so it, it gives us that, that bigger picture um, so that you can think and, and know why you are there, what is your purpose. Yeah, um, uh, thanks for, for that, Jillian. Your story is so inspiring to me, particularly because I wish what you've done or what you had at a young age for many other young people. I mean, you knew from the start that you wanted to to get into the Navy. And that was like from grade nine from a, from a young age. And, and that is that is truly inspiring. Can you just share with other young, younger people um, that might not know what a submarine navigator does? Can you can you please explain what exactly that is? And if they wanted to 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 become one, what is it that they will need to do in in order to become a submarine navigator? Okay, so um, a sub a submarine navigator is forms an under a branch called um, combat officers in the South African Navy. And um, if I can just um, explain what a combat officer does in the Navy is that um, a combat officer is a person that um, sees to navigation. Um, we deal with um, navigating the ship from one point to another, keeping the ship safe at sea. But also we deal with the warfare or the fighting capability of the ship. So in my case, I do that on a submarine. And same thing applies. I deal with the navigation, keeping the, safe, the ship safe at sea. And also um, later in my career will um, for more part in the war fighting capability of the submarine. Um, how that, how you actually get there is, um, well, for, for me specifically, I, I did um, maths and science at school, and that's a, a pre-entry requirement for all combat officers. Um, and I then had to do an officer's course. So, that's a nine month long course that is done after basic training. And after that, um, I had the opportunity to do um, a Bachelor of Military Arts degree at the Military Academy. Um, and that was in technology and defense management. And one of the major subjects in there is um, nautical science, which helps again with um, the navigational part of 
what I do. Um, after that, um, I moved on to the functional part of my training. So um, you basically learn the basics of navigating at sea and um, just an introduction into the war fighting capability of our, of our ships in general. Um, thereafter, um, after that functional course, um, we then, all, all combat officers then move into um, a phase which is um, basically our training part. So during this training part, it's a, it's a build up towards uh, getting enough, um, a certain amount of hours uh, so that you can get um, exposure and training and also complete um, certain tasks and evaluations to be able to sit an oral board in front of um, captains of the ships in the Navy, um, which would then qualify you to be able to navigate uh, a ship at sea, a surf a ship, and only thereafter you move into the stream of um, submarines. And that's a specialized field um, in our combat officer branch. Um, which means that additional training needs to go into being able to navigate uh, below the water as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, it it does sound like it does sound like a, <laughs> yeah. a process. <laughs> and yeah. I must say, Gillian, you've had great mentoring, eh? Just just when I was listening to what you were saying, you had people that were already involved in the navy. And I read that you also joined, I think it's almost like an organization, but I forgot the name of the organization that you join and they teach you about um, Navy from from a young age. I forgot the name of that organization. Yes, that was, that was what I mentioned previously while I was at school, the South African Secrets. Yes, yes. Is that international? Is that international? No, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, there are um, organizations of the sort internationally because um, I remember while I was a cadet, we, we often had a few cadets from um, the UK coming over and um, spending a bit of time with us. So um, I think they are up to 14 uh, bases around South Africa at this point. Oh, that's good. It'll be great. I mean, we'll get those details and maybe share them when we when we share the 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 the, the podcast. Um, yeah. So, what is your typical day like then, Julian? Uh, 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 and I must say, hey, when I look, when I, I mean, when I I I watch movies, and I'm just talking about movies because. I see navies only in yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> when I watch movies and I see navies and navigating ships, it's always deep underwater and it it does look like quite a skill, eh? So what is your typical day like? Because I mean do you have movie days where you like you're underwater and you're navigating <laughs> the ship? <laughs> what is your typical day like, Jillian? Um a typical day uh, at sea is very different from a typical day when we're alongside in harbour, um, like as we are now. So when we are when we are alongside um, in in harbour, we 
you do normal admin work because obviously there are people um, that are being managed and certain processes need to be followed just um, as in a any normal occup- occupation. Um, we oversee maintenance and then a great deal of being um, alongside is training. So do a lot of simulations and there's also um, research and presentations that we do so that we ensure that we are always kept up to date um, for the next time we go to sea. So when we actually are at sea, um, a typical day is that for anyone on board, um, we are we are split in in two watch in a in a watch system called the two watch system, um, which basically means that the boat is split in half, the crew is split in half, and um, we have one half of the of of the crew would be on watch, and the other half would be off watch. So the off watch personnel, um, you would usually be either eating or um, you could sleep for the whole duration while you're off watch. Um, maybe read a movie or um, read a book or watch a movie. Um, and then the on watch personnel would be um, doing, performing roles um, as they are in the uh, specific areas of focus in the submarine. So what happens is that um, whenever we go to see the specific uh, objectives that we need to um, obtain and um, our program, our daily program is then run in accordance with the objectives that we need to achieve. Um, so yes, it's. I think in in certain aspects you, you could say that um, it looks like what you see on the movies and especially when we do <laughs> especially when we do training um, with other ships um, in our Navy and also with navies um, from other countries so then it looks like something that's in a movie because um, you basically simulate scenarios and um, many times the it, especially like when um, weapons are being fired, the real danger actually exists. So, um, yes, it does look like a movie, but you must remember that <laughs> movies are often exaggerated and yeah. um, it's, you won't, it won't look like that all the time. We have a bit of downtime now and then. <laughs> yeah, movies are often exaggerated. And, you know, things look so cool in the movies. And, like, what you're also explaining now, it really sounds cool, eh? Um, But the hard work and the process and the fact that you have to start from math and science, man, it's, it, I, it, it, I'm sure it needs a lot of dedication. Um, Gillian, can you please share with us what, were the obstacles that you've met in achieving your fit to become the first African woman to um, navigate a submarine? What were the obstacles that you faced and how did you overcome them? Um, I think that um, 
I yeah, I often say this. I think I'm privileged to have been to have an attitude where I actually believe that I can do whatever I put my mind to. Um I believe that my only um obstacles would be myself. Um and it takes to be able to achieve this to be able to um achieve any good thing you want you need to have um commitment you need to be able to put in that hard work so it took um long hours and many sleepless nights and many times where i've had to say no to going out with friends or uh going away for a weekend um yes it's i think it's just mostly <laughs> hard work and and commitment but in terms of uh actual obstacles that i needed to overcome um yeah it's been a process hey the you you have to meet specific milestones so um some we we often joke and and say that um our our qualifications on board the submarine is a phd of the submarine service um because there's so many things that you have to so many objectives that you have to meet um to be able to be fully qualified you have to sit um a few boards and they you basically learn about um the intricacies of all the equipment on board and how it's run and also um learning your the the about the environment that you operate in as well so yes in terms of obstacles the biggest ones were those objectives that and milestones that needed to be achieved and also in a specific time frame that i wanted to achieve those milestones um but yeah eventually i got to the other side yeah and you did and you made history in the process was there ever a time where when you felt like you wanted to give up no i i <laughs> yeah no i you know what i just i just do i had to fin- i i i had to finish it i i never thought this um yeah i never once thought that ah, let me just drop it because um it's too much or whatever um i i i felt like if if i'm going to stop now then what happens to all that work i put in um previously it would be for nothing so yeah i it, it never crossed my mind i i knew that if if i stumbled um uh i if i stumbled over a few obstacles it would just it would just require me to get up and then keep my head down and move forward um there there were times where um i i failed an ev- evaluation but i i really didn't feel like it's there was any point that um it was so bad that i that i wanted to just drop it all and go and do something else 
Julian, you you are strong and you sound you are so strong and you sound like a really focused person. Who's had the greatest influence in your life? Sure. Um I feel like there's so many people. Um I think uh, if I start at home, it's definitely my um grandmother who passed away in 2009 and um my mother. So, uh, uh we are four I have three other siblings, so we have four children in the house. And um we were raised by my grandmother and mother. And yes, they were just <laughs> I think the person I am today obviously is because of um what they've instilled in me. Um my grandmother was that type of person who um she always used to tell us that she she left school at in in grade 4 or something and um but she can read better than us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um yes, even though she wasn't she wasn't a highly educated person she was always learning she was always the one that made sure that we go to the library and that we read that we do our homework and that um you make sure that we watch those programs like 5050 and um <laughs> national geographics on tv um yeah so i think that eagerness to um learn new things definitely came from um the the household that was run by my mother and grandmother wow um that is so positive i mean you've had a number of people that have had the uh, you know the greatest influence on you who what did your grandmother um teach you what what is the greatest lesson that you you've had from your grandmother um yes i i definitely think it's the, like i said now it's the the learning thing she she taught me that um you never to all to learn you never stop learning um yes and i i hope that i i if there's a one thing i want to teach someone else or this my child or even anybody else i come across is that um you never stop learning you should never stop thank you so much julian so if you had a magic wand and you could get anything you've ever wanted tomorrow what could that be <laughs> <laughs> um sure that's a big question <laughs> i think it would be a a land cruiser um toyota land cruiser Um, <laughs> so you move from a boat to a land cruiser. <laughs> that yes, is, that is a, a good. Of... <laughs> that that would be a good transition. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my um, uh, dreams to be able to <laughs> drive from Cape Town to Cairo in Egypt with my fiance. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, with a, maybe with an extra set of tires also. Yes. So the Land Cruiser was tires <laughs> and a tin top. <laughs> so what's next for you, um, um, uh, Gillian? Uh, what would you like to achieve and how would you like to be remembered in the next hundred years? Sure. Um, well, personally, um, the next thing I would like to achieve is to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> um, yes, that's my dream. I want to be able to summit Mount Kilimanjaro. That is exciting. Um, How would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as someone who um, treated people fairly, um, no matter who they are and where they come from. Um, and also as someone who uh, just really wanted to learn more about herself and the world. Um, yeah. I hope someone takes that on. Um, the learning part is, is important to me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gillian. For every guest, we request them to share with us a pearl of wisdom, something that is immortal, that can keep people going when they, um, the going gets tough, when life is difficult and they don't know what else to do. So I'd like you to share with our audience a pearl of wisdom, something that just keeps you going and something that just motivates you or energizes you when things are difficult what will that be um uh firstly i have two things so <laughs> the first one is um is do you know the song juicy by notorious big mm -mm. what do the lyrics say <laughs> it it starts with, well the first line starts with it was all a dream I used to read Word Up magazines, salt and pepper and heavy tea up in a limousine. So yeah, just listen to the song, but um That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a, yeah, that that song when whenever I I did like big evaluations, the boards that I went through um during the whole qualifying process, um I would listen to that in the morning and basically in the song notorious big speaks about how um he was it started as a dream he was um living with his mother and they they were poor they didn't always have um food to eat um and christmases they couldn't celebrate it like um other richer people could but then um he worked hard and eventually proved other people wrong and he made it. He was a success. And um, yeah, those, uh, I'm not a rapper or anything. So the story that he tells there is, is not exactly my story, but um, for me, it's the message in there that alludes to um, hard work and commitment. And if you really, want to if you if you really want something hard enough bad enough um you'll make it happen and then secondly 
um a few years ago uh, and somehow i I've, i've always kept this line in the back of my mind um a few years ago i i heard a i think it was also on a podcast by something that yeah uh, no actually it was an interview uh done by Oprah Winfrey with Maya Angelou and um she said Maya Angelou said that um when yeah when whenever she felt nervous or she got on stage she would comfort herself by um thinking and and knowing that i stand as a one but i come as a 1000 and oh. um for me that, uh i i think that resonates so much um with me because i have my my family um basically on my back they have my back all the time and they are my best interested heart and um i i would tell them before um i do an evaluation and then so so they would be there holding thumbs for me and then if if i think about it even but more deeper um i think about those those women uh, who stood who stood up for the rights of other women many years ago um and also the reason why we actually celebrate uh, women's day in south, in south africa um so yeah so i i stand as a one but there are so many um behind me and i shouldn't let them down wow wow that is so inspirational i haven't had anything like it before <laughs> it's really beautiful thank you so much jillian jillian what does success mean to you i know success means different things to different people but to you what does success mean to you um for me it just means to be happy content yeah Con- maybe that's the word yeah for me it feels it's it's to be content so beautiful thank you so much for joining us jillian i wish you all the best you truly are an inspiration what i really wish is that a lot of other people can take your your you know your your path and emulate your kind of success and i do wish that we can know a whole lot more about navy and submarines and you know that needs to be i think there's a lot of education that needs to be done mm-hmm. in terms of that but you are truly an inspiration thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me have a good day thank you for joining us to consult reach us or subscribe to our newsletter please visit www.philiprampisa.com